ょかめた言葉につまんづいて行き詰まる君の視線に Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Unlimited Rail Works Video Game Chuchu's Anime Podcast. This is episode 64. Gave me enough time to check this time.、Um, we are back at it again, as always, with Elvie. Yep, I am here. Sure are. Hey.、Mm-hmm. Uh, John. Hi, folks. I'm here again, and I'm ready to talk about. Anime. I hope so, because that's what we're going to do.、Mm-hmm. Uh, and this week, we also have new, newish, newish, I guess. I guess it's still pretty new.、Uh, new to the site ish <laughs> again. Maverick. Maverick is here. Hi, Maverick. Oh, wait. This is an anime podcast? Oh, oh. shit. Oh,、uh, uh, yeah. Sorry. I know we, we tricked you with the, the train talk and the video essay stuff we were talking about. It's not about either. I'm sorry. I, I came here prepared with notes about the history of the locomotive, and I, I just feel like a fool. Well, it's okay because have I got the anime f- <laughs> that we just learned about? No. It's a pleasure to be on. I'm really excited、yeah. to get into it. Yeah, and we'll, we'll get right into it.、Um, Yeah, you know what? Like, I mean, this is your first time.、Uh, is, is there anything you'd like to, to lead off? Do you want to lead off with like an introduction to your anime side, your, your anime <laughs> tastes, your interests, your, your anime, anime side? side. I know it's like a twisted thing to say, but you know <laughs> what I mean. Like, your, 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 your interests in the field of anime, if you will. Yeah, no, I mean, I think, honestly, as far back as I can remember video games being a part of my life, anime has definitely been. There as well, even when like, I didn't recognize it as anime as a kid. It was like, oh, here's Pokemon, and here's everything else that looks like Pokemon, but I can't say why it looks the same. But I just know it's different from the other stuff. And、uh, it, you know, like, it feels kind of cheesy to say like, anime has been an identifier for me as a person of color, but also at the same time, You learn when things get othered, and that was kind of one of those things where it's like, oh, this is different than like the regular stuff. Right. And I kind of vibe with that. And that, like, I, I feel there's always that point where you recognize, like, oh, this isn't just, it's not a phase. It's like, no, no, like, I genuinely like the stuff that I'm watching outside of what is like, quote unquote, my intended. Age group. Like, I remember the times where it's like I would sit back to watch Tsunami when it was like late night, and my friends were kind of just like, dude, what are you doing? Like, let's go hang out or whatever. And it's like, no, I want to I w a n catch t this episode of Zatch Bell. I want to <laughs> ca- catch up with the early parts of Naruto before it completely、uh, <laughs> took over the whole show. <laughs> like, I. And from there, like, it definitely evolved into, well, where else can I get this? My older sister was definitely an inspiration in terms of 
like some of the stuff that I was getting into, like I would sort of be looking over her shoulder because she was getting online with some stuff and like watching little bits of Higurashi when I shouldn't have <laughs> been watching Higurashi. Uh, and a lot more like shoujo-esque stuff with her is how I actually watched Oran High School Host Club for the first time. And like from there, like, yeah, at that point, it just has become something where I do try and keep up when I can. And when I have the time, I always try to at least keep one series uh, alongside with me, like on the concurrent season. I'm thankful that this is the season that I've really just like sunk in. Because there are a lot of... Sh- like, I'm following, like, nine... Yeah, it's crazy, this season. <laughs> I can't think of the last time that I, like, was following that many, honestly. And it's good that I can still do it when, like, not everything is on Funimation, because fucking Ugh. Devil Sight. Horrible. It's unreal. It's uh, I know we've talked about it a lot on this show, but it is <laughs> unreal how bad Funimation's... Everything is just everything. No, it's like... I have to have a hulu subscription well because one i'm also watching like king of the hell and frazier my essentials you know <laughs> but also um if anything trickles down from the funimation library to hulu then i'm cashing it on hulu and that is like thankfully i've caught into like some stuff but yeah like uh it's definitely i like anime uh having that moment where i could say I don't need to be in anime club to like anime <laughs> was definitely a good point too. And I think that helps me keep on the straight and narrow. I, I you know, that's a good way to think of it. Cause I think, I think similarly, I, I also like didn't detach the idea of anime for a while. Um, from just being like, Oh, this is the thing I watch or whatever. Um, and I never got involved in an anime club anywhere. Um, so for me, it was like, I'm just reading all these manga and watching like Naruto and a couple things online on shady sites. So like, I never sought out any community for that or anything at the time. And I think I like, it was fine. Ultimately now I have a community. Now I have all y'all. So it's, it's fine. Um, but yeah. Um, all right. Very cool. Very good. A great introduction. A plus. Um, do you want to? Okay. Do you just want to talk about something first? <laughs> I don't want to just put you on the spot like this and make you keep talking. But would you like to lead our conversation with something that you've been watching from this season, this crazy anime season? I mean, like, I, I feel like I could at least start by going through the stuff that I'm that is on my watch list. Sure. And then from there, because like a lot of it does coincide with like what a lot of people are watching. I'm not the person that's gonna like actively be like oh i don't like this because it's popular say for like very specific shows when it's like oh this is trying to be the popular thing but no um you know like i'm keeping up with ah taxi i'm keeping up with zombieland saga some of the stuff that i don't hear as much about are uh, those snow white notes backflip the uh gymnastics anime that one burning comedy Mm -hmm. a show about Mm. the sport of comedy yeah (laughs) those do like keep me interested in terms of being the same idea but executed in different ways and i'll touch on to that later but i think um one thing i do at least want to start with is uh the fact that i've been 
caught up with and watching Tokyo Revengers, and that has been a really fun time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I enjoy the I enjoy the way that the time travel works. I know that um, last week Alfie was mentioning how the, like the mechanics of it did get a little bit murky. Yeah, yeah. But at least to me, yeah. Honestly, thinking about it in the context of like. How the drop system in Dream Drop Distance. <laughs> wow, sure. Oh, okay. No, yeah, that's, I never thought is, about that. No, I get, that makes sense from what I've heard from Elvi. That that definitely <laughs> tracks. Because ultimately, that's what it is. Because uh, Takamichi, oh, uh, the character who is the, uh, the the one who is like going through the process of having to relive high school, yeah, the main character, doing so in a way so that like the uh, friends that he is now making and the connections that he's making in the past stay connected and together so that uh, he can save his old girlfriend and undo the damage that's like been uh, held up through the Tokyo Manji gang. It, it is very much the case where it's like he goes back to the past. It's like, what's that, 2017? So like J- July 3rd, 2017, he goes back to July 3rd, 2005. Mm-hmm. He will stay from July 3rd, 2005 until whenever he has to go find his... Uh, uh, girlfriend's brother in that timeline and then come back so it's like oh seven days passed okay cool now I, I'm gonna like high five and I'm back in July uh, I said seventh or it is now ten days forward and I'm back in the present like time is still going on because he is literally just comatose I guess <laughs> in the present yeah I, I, yeah, I then, think that's what happens he's just knocked out in like bed and yeah. behind a police station <laughs> And even more, when he's in the past, like, it is not that he, because, uh, um, like, from, from episode six, there is definitely some awareness, like, as things are starting to change, there are people that are becoming aware of, like, hey, stuff's, like, up. Yeah. And it's specifically because when Takamichi goes back to the past and his girlfriend explains this, it's like, you know, when you're here, you feel so grown up and mature. Because it is not that he is changing himself. He is literally, like, repossessing his body to actually do the decisions. But whenever he has to go back to the present, 2005 Takamichi is still a piece of shit that is, like... Yeah. Not thinking things through because he is an idiot in middle school. Yep. And it is so interesting seeing not only the uh, repercussions of, like... Okay, you have to make connections in the past, but doing so in a way where, one, like, you're not playing with a full set of cards. You have maybe some idea of the interconnectivity of what's going on, but part of that is also involved with how exactly you are then, like, altering events. So, whether or not, like, Takamichi is making an impact on people, like, right now... The uh, current revelation is that, like, oh, uh, the leader of the Tokyo Manji gang got into a bad setup with, like, another gang mm-hmm. leader. Mm-hmm. And the the combination of these two is what led to this dark and dangerous path. Right. Turns out, oh, no, like, he had a moral compass in uh, the, the fucking coolest kid ever, fucking uh, Draken, who, in episode six, we find out is just Ichiban Kasuga. <laughs> mm-hmm. Fucking mm-hmm. Uh, just grew up in the red light district and is just the sweetest boy who can also kick ass and like likes to be likes to engage in a delinquency he's just about it but 
recognizing like oh no like this we need to make sure nothing happens to this guy and we're running out of time before that ultimately happens and things go south and right now the most recent episode ended on a cliffhanger sort of like seeing how things will turn out because it's like oh uh surprise we thought we had more time until the catastrophic catastrophic event uh turns out no like we couldn't predict that uh, we're gonna have to deal with it now, and however we are gonna deal with it, who knows? It's, know, it's been a fun ride. I appreciate a story that definitely is focused on like uh, a do like, the whole um, recognition of like, oh, I guess middle school is okay for me. Oh no, wait, it actually sucked too. But if I can actually try and change stuff here, then like, fuck it. What else do I have? You know. It, it's been an interesting ride, and that's at least still had plenty of steam so far. Yeah, yeah, it's it's been a very, very good series to me. Um, for just it's definitely one of those that stands out to me, particularly in this season. Um, I really, and I emphasize this, I really appreciate that we have a character here who is like someone who is, you know, could we, you know, we would consider to be like less than average. You know, someone who's weak, someone who's quote unquote pathetic, but like he's he's he. He he's realistic. I feel like he's realistically conveyed into as to why, and we see very clearly why because that's a pretty that's a pretty screwed up middle school experience. Now that we're seeing all of this in like hindsight, like what you were abused and like involved in like g- gang violence and like uh, like unfortunately got like intersected you know with that and, and you know now it's coming to light too that like there was more at stake as well as opposed you know as opposed to his girlfriend potentially dying whatever disaster is like he's finding out all these other relationships that he probably took for granted also unfortunately are, are catching wind on this and like it was a very um it was a very poignant thing over, like, you know, in, like, one of the last cliffhangers, like, before the most recent episode where he, you know, it, it just goes beyond that he was going to sa- save his girlfriend. He outright, like, says, like, I'm going to save everyone. Um, and, you know, and th- that was a very, you know, strong moment for him, like, it, it, this moment of confidence where he's able to find that, like you were talking about, where it's weird where he's, like, his adult self bringing that consciousness into the past and... He's able to bring that air consciousness into like a, a kid's body that he didn't have before. But when he goes back into the present, he's once again like you know in his regular body as it should be. But he's still carrying like all that baggage he had years ago because of the things he was. He still has yet to undo. Um, your insight in, in comparing this to Dream Top Drop Distance, I think definitely. Uh, <laughs> I think definitely brings a, a definitely uh, different perspective in terms of like, okay, it's not as bad as it seems or it sounds. Uh, I think it's very interesting to look at it. Yeah, like from, from a video game perspective where it's just, he's just making these benchmarks <laughs> essentially across this like invisible map, this like imaginary map. And in a way, it, it, it makes sense as to why like things are not really streamlined, but... I, I guess it's just like it's just like stuff that's like making progress on like a meter, right? It's it's not really there. It, we're at the end of the day, we're not supposed to think about it too hard, but it's it's just really funny you made that comparison. I think to see the time to see how time traveling works in the series as like just a, like a video game progress is a very funny thing um, that I think like removes the issues I've had with it. <laughs> yeah, no, like ultimately. Like it's about heart. You gotta have heart. You gotta face your fears. You gotta yep. uh, sanctuary. Yep. Yep. Yeah, simple and clean. 
Yeah. You got to do it <laughs> yeah, simple and clean. He's yes. ultimately, <laughs> he, he is wanting a simple and clean future. Right. Exactly. <laughs> and also the OP whips. Like, yes, it uh, does. It is so good. <laughs> I think even the sequence that goes with it, like, is is great. Like, it's it's it's. Yeah. At first, I thought you know. At first glance, it seems like it's a clip show. You know, you know what I mean. Like, it's just like it's not. It's like, oh whoa, okay, those are actually like originally animated bits too. It's a very good. It's a very good opening sequence. It definitely stands out. If anything, it it's like mild spoilers. Yeah, it does. Right? Like, it oh, is. So it is. It just outright <laughs> shows characters in the future and vice versa. It's like, oh okay, all right, I see where this is yeah. going. <laughs> But it's also good that, like, it'll show you this stuff. And it's like, you're going to... Uh, I, I appreciate when a show is like, it doesn't matter that you know this information now. Yeah, it's how you get there. More important. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's more about the presentation and the experience of getting to that point than it is knowing, like, oh, such and such thing happened. Yeah, and I think, I think that especially increases the tension of, like, time travel stories, you know, throughout, like, all of media. Like, we always... We've always had the... You know, we always feel anxious over, like... And I think because, like, this twist has been done so many times, we we immediately start feeling anxious over, like, oh, is the main character going to accidentally just trigger the bad stuff anyway? Which, again, I've, I've had that question in my mind whenever I watch every episode <laughs> of this series. I feel like that that's a potential thing that could happen. Um, so it definitely, it definitely turns up and amps up, like, the... The energy for you know to anticipate what you know what's going to happen next, right? We don't know so far, but so far, like I think, like all the information we're gathering is is being executed and like sh- given to us in a very compelling way. That's like, yeah, this is like a great mystery. Like it's like what what happens here, you know? And, and as as like as we're as he, as our main character is like going backwards to figure out what the hell happened here. What can I do to stop it? We're kind of like following along the same trajectory. We're going backwards, even though we know what happens. But is it possible to prevent that or like? is it going to happen anyway? And like, are things going to turn out in the way we don't expect? Right. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, ultimately any change that does happen is also in the perspective that like time is still going forward in like the present. Mm -hmm. And so it'll only be literally any sort of positive change will only happen. Like once he's clued in about it. Right. Right. And sort of having to live with the fact that, like, oh, this, like, the experiences of my shitty future or of my shitty present still occurred. But at the very least, I will have, like, the positive experience from now on. Mm -hmm. It's very interesting to see, like, how he's going to have to just, like, experience the entirety of all that, like, by himself, Mm -hmm. mainly with everyone else sort of just being like partially clued in as to what's going on but uh definitely it's solid yeah it definitely sounds like a good show it's been one i've been so behind the season for a million reasons but it's uh, definitely just from lv had been talking about it the first few times sounded great i did look up the opening after the first week i think it aired because lv said it was a (laughs) banger back then and it was it it was a banger um (laughs) and hopefully i'll be able to fit it in before the season so i can catch up to y'all talk about it that'd be good um, you know what, uh, the only thing I am caught up on, really, is, uh, Back Arrow. Do you remember this one when I was it's talking st- about it? That's still going? It's still going. I that it's was from two last cores. season. Two cores. What? Um, 
Yeah, so this is the show where the dude crashed, right? He crashed, yeah. and then there's China, the Western Zone, and yeah, France traveling, all fighting. And, then, and I, I, the, the thing, the main thing I remember from the show, you, you eventually like, there's just this terrible, like, annoying old man in it who's just, yeah, like, he's gone just, now. He doesn't do oh, anything. Okay, so is it better? Like, <laughs> God bless. I don't know if it's better. So yeah, that, that <laughs> okay. man, that man just ruined everything in the plot. Like he sucked really bad, but. Um, <laughs> No, now, now they're just, they added in, they introduced this character about halfway through the France arc that is just like, I guess supposed to be like Julius Caesar. He's like, he's like, wait, huge. but they're in France? Yes. So uh, <laughs> there's a lot of layers here. Okay. But yes, yes. He's, he seems to be from somewhere else is what they're implying, oh, but he's like, he's like, like the dude who elects the ruler of France. I guess you could okay. say something like a Holy Roman empire almost. Something oh, okay. like that. Um, but he looks like Caesar. He's like this big. He looks like this big, like, uh, like guy who's like you know like the the height of like gluttony or whatever, which is like meh. But uh, then he like he pours, he injects himself with seven wine bottles. Just <laughs> he just shoves like wine bottles into various like little things inside his skin, and then he turns uh -oh. into like a really buff guy. Uh huh. Um, I don't think that's how, how okay. Yeah, I don't works. know what's going on with him in general. <laughs> um, but he seems to be like keyed into things. He's like the main antagonist now. He's causing all sorts of issues. I just don't, I feel like this show is, it's totally fine. That's why I keep watching it, obviously. Um, it's totally <laughs> fine. Um, and there are moments where it is genuinely enjoyable, but it feels like such a thing of like, where is this going? Like, we are whatever like 16 17 episodes in now i think 17 episodes in and i just don't have a clear idea of like what themes they're trying to express like what ideas they're trying to get across where the plot is even going um just recently so the whole thing's surrounded by a wall right that's the gimmick of it is there there's mm -hmm. those three zones are trapped inside this giant wall they all like worship the wall because they've been there their whole lives generations and generations um and this guy came from behind the wall, the main character, Back Arrow. Um, and he wants to get out, out. He wants to go back out. He doesn't remember anything, but he wants to go back out. And they finally went, like, behind the wall at one point, And there was just another wall, again, like, behind <laughs> it. And they didn't seem too phased by that. They were just like, oh, of course there's another wall. Um, but they haven't done anything with, like, th like they haven't revealed anything anything and i think like when you're 17 episodes into an original series and you haven't like shown your cards yet that worries me about if you're ever going to show your cards you know what i'm saying like i think yeah like a good example of this is like when gurren lagan came out um gurren lagan's part one ends and you have a rough idea of what's going on but there's like hints as to what's going on in the future without outright saying it they like set up like like um when part one ends uh, Lord Genome says, like, don't go to the moon or whatever. Like, don't fuck with the moon. So then you know, okay, well, something's going to happen when they fuck with the moon. <laughs> right? And that's the crux of part two. But there's been nothing here. The whole series, they've just been, I want to go beyond the wall. And it's like, why? And he's like, because I want to. And it feels like they haven't moved past that. They haven't given any of the characters, like, compelling goals. Mm -hmm. um, which, I mean, like... 
who knows maybe next week's episode changes everything but i I don't like the last episode they just had him like he went like a berserk mode the main character and like iced a bunch of dudes uh he just turned them into like goo like he just like shot like a light laser out and they all turned to goo and it was just very out of nowhere um he couldn't do that before no he couldn't and he couldn't control it either he was just doing it to everyone in the area or whatever and they were like, no, and then they like, he just ran away. And that was how that episode ended. But uh, yeah, it's just the type of thing where it's like, I'm not certain where they're going with this. And I feel like, I don't know if I'll ever, <laughs> ever know at this rate, right? Like, I feel like it's so like, it's so just like fluff most of the time. Yeah. It's just like a lot of like swirly politics quote unquote but the politics never go anywhere meaningful or like Mm -hmm. express something or like even express what that nation's about because they always just do backstabbing and twists and whatever and people just seem to react arbitrarily to things it Um, sounds yeah it sounds like they just like each episode seems to focus on like a particular issue but then yes exactly they're just yeah there's no broader issue yeah they're just meandering on all these things but none of them seem connected with each other and then like the bigger issue at hand is just being ignored like yes until the episode where they go yeah there's like been two episodes where they go to the wall and the first one like it made sense because like so the first one it was like an okay episode where they go to the wall because it was like hey they went to the wall they found out it's tough to you can't get through the wall because it's made of like robot shit or whatever. Uh-huh. Um, and then that means like, okay, well, let's go to France to since they are the most technologically advanced, <laughs> they'll know. That's a good crux. Like that that makes sense why they would go there. But then they go there and then like multiple arcs of just nothing to do with that. They don't even get the technology to examine the wall. <laughs> a magic ghost appears and says, I can make you go through the wall. And then they do. It's just it feels like they're just like throwing a lot of things together. What um, can, can they fly up? Is 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 there is the? I, I, <laughs> yes, they can, like... and they get turret turret blasted by like <gasps> satellites. What? Oh my gosh! Yeah. <laughs> is there like a? Holy shit! Because n- no one could fly. Oh, really, okay. Before. There's no so aircraft. He, he could fly because okay. he's from from beyond the wall or whatever okay and france just learned how to fly but only like a couple of their units can okay it's it's just a, it's a very strange show that i feel like <laughs> i i feel like with so many original works it's like i understand why this was greenlit right it's a good idea it's interesting you want to see the code uh code geese and um the gurn lagan writer also uh working together that's a it's a good combo and it's like an interesting conceit like the ring and you know chinese versus western versus france but it's just like how does so many original works not get there you know what i'm saying like how does how do they not like have the script done and ready when it's time to make these shows because it feels like most of this is just being written on the fly yeah like the way you describe it it does sound that way like they didn't really they didn't really they didn't really lay a strong foundation as to like you know the beginning and the end and and then like they just started it and then they just kept going with like developing yeah. the middle part but then like wh- where's wh- where's the end like what is what is the end potentially exactly. gonna be yeah yeah so like they're gonna be in the wall forever that's yeah that's like, like <laughs> i, I wonder that. is it just gonna be like episode 24 or whatever the last episode is they go through the wall and like oh that's it 
that's it. Yeah, <laughs> they At just don't point, explain. I it, yeah, be surprised because there's so much politics now that they've built up that they have to explore. Um, but yeah, it's it's going, <laughs> it's going. I I hope they get it all together by the end because I I do like it conceptually. It's just I feel like they just so much filling for time. Like this is the episode this week where we got to fill for time. That type of feeling. Um. John, you you're watching Gallon Dino, huh? Again. Yeah. So yeah, Gallon Dino was on last year, and uh, I fell off of it when it hit the um when it when it paused for COVID uh, reasons, and so we started watching it again in Shoots Chat, and um, God, it, there is just a moment in that show because you know it's it's separated between the animated segments and the live action segments there's a there's a moment in like i think episode three where they go out to a like an open-air market and everyone Mm -hmm. is like you know it's in asia so people are wearing people wear masks you know just like on the reg but there's a moment where like everyone is wearing masks and you're just like oh this is when it's (laughs) oh (laughs) it's uh you know, it's it's a dark memory, it, like legit. It was, it, there's just like a second we're just like, oh, this is this was last this was last year when shit hit the fan. All right, um, but uh, no, it's it's still very funny. You know, I I like like you know I talked a lot about it last year because of how much I enjoyed it, and I would recommend it to anybody because it is just it is just completely off the shits. Um, mm-hmm. Very very. Um, talented people working on that show and um you know i am i'm excited to see what they do next i'm i i i still maybe one of these days i'll give pop team epic another shot because i was i was a little i was a little mean to that show i remember you know being being quite frustrated with it but maybe if i just watch through it once the, the last few episodes, I would say, are very strong, in my opinion, of Pop T. Because uh, they start playing around with it, right? Like, it's, it's yeah, less... No, it's, cause, yeah, the last couple ones, they just start outright, like, doing a whole episode dedicated to parodying, like, like soap operas. And it's, yeah. like, <laughs> and it's pretty good. And then the, la- the last, last episode where they just kind of cap off, like, everything about, like, those two girls' relationship is really funny. Um, cause my, yeah, my it became big, less about skits and like yeah. longer ones, you know, that's what happens. Yeah. Cause my big issue was that it was just the skits animated and yeah. like the, those, those like four coma are so strong and they are like perfectly paced as four coma. I just thought yeah. having them be animated, even if they are like, like 25 seconds or whatever it still kind of drags the joke on for too long in my opinion which is like a weird yeah. it's a weird thing to say but that's just how i felt about it and then also having it repeat just kind of made it worse for me where it's like all right now this is like a a 50 second long joke that is done twice yeah. you know it's it's yeah when the voice actors flip. yeah, yeah. it is it, it's a it's a weird opinion i know because I do really like Pop Team Epic. Like, I love the manga a lot. But, eh. Different strokes. Uh, listen, as someone that, like, had to see several Vine stars try and pivot into YouTube, I get it. <laughs> that makes sense. That's a good way to think about it. Yeah. I mean, I, would, I wouldn't I would say it was that bad. 
That is just how I felt about it. Um, but Gallon Dino is absolutely not that, because I think it's just paced a lot smarter, and um, I love the colors in that show. It is just a delight to look at, because everything is super, like, poppy, and, um, you know, it, it, it it's, it's very much like a Gyaru's uh, fingernails, I would say. Just very bright, very, uh, very loud uh but you know also just a, a great expression um how far are you all in 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 through it at this point we're only on episode three you've been watching an episode a oh. week um uh-huh so. yeah like so you know your your mention of like oh wow this is where you know the co- the covid benchmark mm-hmm. like it's also very apparent at some point where the live action skits get like off the rails and yes. like it becomes very apparent where they had to adjust things in regards to you know like that actor like you know he's kind of like you know old, you know not i won't i don't say he's old but you know he's like above middle age and that's like the at-risk age group right and then he ca- like you know it's not really spoiling but like it's a it becomes apparent where they don't focus on like that subplot they like started because of that pro issue probably where they just didn't want yeah. to be like interact so they start the live action segments start going off the rails focusing on other things and completely like random like shit you know stuff that might go over your head and stuff that mm-hmm. may be like why is this you know like you know kind of cringy things but understandably so it becomes very apparent that they they don't focus on that for a while mm-hmm. and and return to that like like storyline because of like the pandemic so it's, it's right and and then, and then but then you see more of the animation stuff becoming like even better in quality so i guess it's like a two for two but it's it, it's just really funny how this this is like i think the pivotal anime that just demonstrates okay what was what what was, what was the industry like when this stuff went down you know and, and i think this anime is a good, great example of this because due, due to the fact that it has to deal with due to the due to the fact that it uses mixed media and that makes things a lot more complicated yeah it's just it's super interesting to go back to and um just experience as a like a time capsule uh you know it's it's unfortunate it's not even that long ago yeah. yeah it's upsetting it's unfortunate but then at the same time the rest of the show is so goddamn funny it's worth it um but yeah you are right that like i never really thought that through because that whole bit with like yeah the older actor and like shota aoi coming back and they're trying yeah. to like revert you know like save him from getting killed or whatever by the landlady they drop that like <laughs> entirely and it's like i was just thinking oh they just did that because it would be kind of funny to drop it entirely but no you're probably right they just probably didn't want yeah, to get I anyone sick yeah i think that's what the real reason was it's like kind of it kind of wins both ways they just dropped it because it was just pure they just dropped yeah that's what i mean it works both ways they dropped it because it's just funny for them to forget about it because that mm-hmm. that happens in a lot of series and they don't explain it but also i think there actually was a practical reason why they did it but they do revisit it I, i'll assure you like they do conclude it at some point but okay throughout the chunk throughout a chunk of the series it's just like completely forgotten and never referenced again until the end (laughs) which is funny in itself (laughs) yeah i think i think i think it was on like episode seven or eight when i when it uh went on hiatus and that is when i uh never really went back to it so i'll i'll see if folks want to like double up on episodes or something so we can uh catch up because you know I just don't want to dump, like, I don't want to be like, all right, because we're watching a lot of stuff, you know? We're watching a good chunk of stuff, so I don't want to be like, all right, we're going to watch, like, all this stuff, and two episodes of Pokemon, two episodes of Precure, and fucking four episodes of Gal and Dino. We're going to be here until 2 a.m., 
kiss my ass. Oh you god, know? I'm, 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 marathon. Yeah, we're not gonna that's do the, that. The, that's the anime club. That that is that is the real anime club energy. <laughs> I mean, we are kind of. It's called Precure. <laughs> yes, you uncultured swine. <laughs> we are kind of being like we are doing like a weekly anime club, basically. But it is just yeah. it is just us watching a few shows together, and that's it. It's you know, I don't I don't want to be overwhelming. I don't want to like do any of that shit. But I do also think having a show to watch, like, overarching is nice. You know, after we do Galandino, we'll probably pick something else. But, um, you know, that that is that is what we have for now. Uh, I did, like, if, if we if we had way more time to do uh, to do um, stuff, we would be watching Chunibyo in there. But I don't want to be I don't want to rush that either, because I feel like, you know, again, we're doing it once a week. So we end up having to be like, OK, here's fucking like three episodes of the like each week basically until we get to the you know that seems like a lot but uh yeah galantino uh you know watch it if you want to be reminded of uh when we can go out when we could go outside without a mask and then uh slowly be uh reminded again (laughs) of when we had to and then you know now we're here a year later where you're supposed to the the government is telling you you can go out with a mask and i'm like no fuck you <laughs> no actually in Galandino's world they were always wearing masks if you go and look at those early segments they were still wearing masks that so is I true yeah <laughs> uh but no yeah um no good uh lv 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 yeah what do you want to talk about Ooh, okay. What do I want to talk about? Um, okay. I, I, I am extremely impressed by VV, uh, for it. Yeah, I okay, song, yeah. which I, 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 I for, you know, like the first couple episodes in, I was like, oh, okay, this is cool. This is like crazy. This is like a, 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 a nuts, like action sci-fi thing. But then uh, more episodes in, I'm not fully caught up. Um, and I'll explain why. Um, but more episodes, and I'm like, oh my gosh, this, like, rules. This is, like, insane. <laughs> this is such an insane shit, and I'm glad, like, Wit Studio, like, gave up Attack on Titan for this. <laughs> if it, the, like, a great sacrifice, like, a, a great exchange. Um, yeah, just to read it brief- briefly, this is a show revolving around... A, uh, like again like i need to reference this because it's very blatant and just very coincidental that they happen to be very similar but okay unfortunately we, unfortunately we have to remind ourselves that detroit become human exists uh. as a game it, it, it exists but it's a similar premise in which there's a whole like tense relationship between the ais you know you know aka androids or you know realistic you know human you know like humanoid functioning robots um in this in this world with the rest of human you know with humanity like you know there's a tense relationship there where like uh, the ais like work in roles of servitude or like as, as serve you know in roles of service uh for humans mostly um you know whether it be like um you know, you know, like entertainers, for instance, like entertainers, not which is a very different level, as in like you know, it's like human entertainer, or whatnot. But um, yeah, the main character, she is like an idol, basically. She's an AI idol. She's an entertainer. Like a lot of people love her. She's like very famous, what have you. Um, and one day, she just gets like visited by um, this 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 other AI coming from the future, saying like you know, there's gonna be like an like a Terminator robot apocalypse equivalent. Um, if you don't help me stop this. So she's just doing all these different missions secretly. 
And I don't understand how people don't recognize her. It's really funny because <laughs> she's like a famous like robot idol, like Katsumi Miku. She literally looks like Miku kind of because she has the same hair color, but not quite. Um, and um, she, uh, yeah, and then she just does all these crazy like missions and does all these stunts. And I don't know. It's just, I am very overwhelmed talking about a show because I was just blown away. <laughs> episode i see it i i could not believe what i saw i was like i could not believe this is an anime today that was animated with this these insane action sequences i have seen before my eyes i felt like i was watching like a 90s uh i felt like yeah i felt like i was watching like an action from like at the height of like the 90s like all those like <laughs> all those like guys like you know arnold schwarzenegger you know sylvester so like I, it felt like that totally um and, you know, like, she does all this stuff undercover, like, trying to basically intervene. Uh, you know, speaking of time traveling, to show it's time traveling, this is essentially what this is. She is she's trying to prevent, like, like what potentially could be, like, a huge rebellion between AI and humans and, like, just, just yeah, just horrible destruction and war in the future by intervening on in all these tiny events being, you know, being, you know, just being hinted and guided by, like, this utter robot like just giving her all this hints who's like a twisted fucker he, he, for a while he like he for a while he inhabited like a teddy bear so it was just very like <laughs> she's very like monokuma like level in terms of like okay here's like a twisted animal mascot just doing all these twisted things and being a shithead whatnot that's like his character and um yeah just dispatching these taster and like giving her hints as to like what to do and um yeah, and, and like one of and then and then like it's across a hundred years. So, you know, before I get into that, but like um and yeah, I don't know, it's just it's just rules so far. It's just like an interesting mix of like um music and um I think I think I think some other person I don't know if Melissa has referenced it, but like uh, someone has mentioned um, like th they felt like it compares to Macross in a way um, as well, Macross 7 specifically, because it also has a similar premise in which like AI take over and like music is a huge intersection when it comes to like being used as like a storytelling tool as well. Um, yeah, you know, and speaking of which, the music is great, which makes sense because uh, <laughs> again, this is like a show revolving around a main character who's an idol and that would be kind of weird if it wasn't. Um, and yeah, like like again, what studio? It's just like all these action sequences where she's just kicking ass and beating the shit out of people is really astounding and just I it's just funny. Like it's just something unexpected that I came going to this and they really amped up the level here, uh, where at, at some point she just like she just like headbutts someone and I thought that was the most hilarious thing I have ever seen. <laughs> I was just like, oh my god, I can't believe I am watching this like cute anime girl just fucking like annihilate a ro like another robot it, uh, i was just a sad. i i i i mentioned this in this like anime chat server but there i there was a there was a fight sequence between her and another ai who basically you know just just as a quick thing that's what this other ai was corrupted and she felt like she was being manipulated to you know for like against like some against like some sort of like intention to aware that this this revolution or whatever was going to happen in the future there's basically like some sort of fringe like terrorist group um that like seems to be intentionally stirring up shit between ai and humans and yeah, so she's like running into all these other AI that she has to stop or kind of like help shut down because because they they might be pivotal in terms of like setting off the chain of events that would cause all the problems in the future. 
And she literally has like a battle like with, with this one girl, like again, a fist fight. It's just a full on brawl. And like literally before she like fucking headbutts this like other girl, like she she insult like the other girl like insults her saying, you know, I'm gonna turn you into a calculator. <laughs> which just I was just like I was like oh my gosh this is like a big brain insult for like robots to say this shit to each other I I don't know I was just blown away um I I, gosh yeah like this but yeah it's not like a deep like think like sort of sci-fi philosophical show you you know think of again like again referencing unfortunately referencing Detroit Become Human in terms of like okay you know once again we have this whole like AI dilemma like you know like at what point should we at what point should we be sympathetic, you know, like, at what point should we be sympathetic to, like, these things, or, like, in, in the end, or, like, should they also have rights, or, like, should they be respected, like, all those other questions over, like, the sentience of, like, what AI is, etc. You know, it's not, it's not a deep thing, this is, like, this is, like, a thing that has been explored countless many times, sometimes just bad, um, and in this case, it's just, like, okay, whatever, it, like, that's just... It, it it just goes it just goes that far you know so far like that's pretty much what has been going on like every episode and every theme so far like one of the latest uh, episodes I've seen involved like a guy falling in love with an AI and like marrying her and whatnot and then like he starts getting really possessive with her and he starts like you you know like I think at some point she shuts down I was a little unclear as to what happened there but like I think he starts like obsessively using her for like nefarious things and like using her programming to do horrible things so that was like a whole dilemma there especially when it comes to, like, autonomy of, like, the AI and, like, you know, their, their bodies, etc., which was interesting. Um, but at its core, this is just, like, Terminator. I <laughs> This is just Terminator, like, as an anime series, and it just it just rocks so far. It It's animated well. Um, I think I've said it already, but just emphasizing how f- insane and, like, like, captivating the combat and action scenes are. Um, and yeah, like, I, so, but just to get to my problem with the show, like, the whole thing is that the the whole series of future events that are to happen are apparently, like, 100 years from now. And it seems like, like, the 12 to 13 episodes we have are gonna go through, like, all 100 years, it seems. I, I, I just didn't catch it on until now. Like, every, so, like, every two episodes seems to focus on one subplot, one arc, or, like, one mission that our main character is doing. And in between each story, uh, several years pass, and that's kind of, I don't know, that that to me is a little weird. Um, I don't know, I'm a little taken aback by that, and I'm not sure how to feel about that, but, like, you know, maybe a few more stories in and more missions in, like, I'll maybe have a more conclusive thought on that, but, like, I don't know, I'm concerned that they might rush things, right? I'm concerned that, like, uh, I might, you know, there's, like, a whole world here that I would love to be more immersed in that I'm not sure, that I'm concerned that we won't be able to get in, like, the full span of these these episodes, you know, I don't know if this show is guaranteed to have another, you know, season or whatever, but right. it's an original series that very much seems like it's set in stone in terms of, like, how many episodes they want to go for here, but they're gonna try to go through 100 years of, like, this <laughs> this android girl being the shit out of people. <laughs> um, in, you know, in, in that span, but I don't know, It's 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 been a ride so far, uh, yeah. I think it's Vivi. I think it's pronounced Vivi. Um, I, I hope so. so. Yeah. yeah, I hope so. But man, man, what a, what an insane show! <laughs> it's impressive to me that Wit Studio has rocketed so high in my like opinion of them in the last couple years. Like, I when I watched Magus Bride and loved Magus Bride, I didn't even know that that was like them, right? Like, I didn't even register to me right. that that was a studio that was known and did things. But like ever since then, like they did Vinland Saga, which I loved. They did. Um, 
the Great Pretender, which is good. Mm-hmm. Um, the oh, what's the other thing that they did? Not Attack on Titan. I'm not going to praise that here. Um, what's the other thing we did? I don't have to Google it right now. They did after the Vinland Saga. I said Vinland Saga. Oh, oh, I don't know what I like. What I feel like there's something else they made that. Did I was they? Just did they do Cabinarian Iron Fortress? Or am I wrong? I think or, they did. They did. Or yeah. like, was it a studio that was emulating? Okay, I was that not was sure. A, they okay. did that. They did a Attack on Titan, but vampires, aka Seraph of the End. Oh, that's right. Oh they yeah, I forgot about that. Um. If you're if you don't remember which that uh, which one that is, it's uh, the one where they all wear green. Ah, uh, yes. Okay. I'm looking right now at it. Um, they did the um, the uh, OVA for uh, G- Girl from the Other Side. That's what I was thinking of uh, that I really liked. Um, and they're doing a series for it now too, um, which is interesting. Nice. Um, but yeah, I, I'm I'm glad that they're continuing to make uh, like at least at least very interesting and like. I would argue, I would say like probably more cohesive original anime than we're used to. Um, yeah, recently. yeah. Because Great Pretender was very like focused. I think like it had a good idea of what it was trying to be. Um, and this seems like the same way. Yeah, I, I, I feel I feel the same, and and, and it does. The- I, I fall for this like every time. I love it whenever there's like music, just juxtaposed music that doesn't fit what's going on in the scene to like show how messed up a scene is. I love that. I fall for it every time. I'm like, ooh. And that happens many times in the series. I'm like, ooh, yeah, that's nice. Even though like it's a very cheap tactic <laughs> to psychologically manipulate the viewer as to what's going on. But this happens many times. And I'm like, ooh, that's that's solid. Like there was a very good cold open they did where um we can we kind of get like a preview of like what's going to happen in an episode and it like it immediately cuts to like Vivi like on stage doing her day job as like a singer as an entertainer again still don't know how people are like oh yeah you're like that famous robot girl like why why is she like undercover as like a crazy like agent um and she starts singing the yeah she starts singing basically the theme song and it does this amazing transition into basically an opening sequence that i've never seen in an anime before do um you know, it's some, it's something. It felt very cinematic. I feel like that's that's like something a lot of films do, where the opening credit sequence is very in, much intertwined with actually jumping into like the movie itself. Um, yeah, cinematic is the word. It and you know that's where I keep just referring to Terminator because again, it just it's the similar mm-hmm. plot, but it actually genuinely feels cinematic. Like every episode, like every two episodes. You know, again, like I said, like every two episodes seems to be like one mission focus. It it feels like a movie. Um, it feels like a, a strong action movie every time I watch it. Mm-hmm. That's another one I want to check out because I know multiple people going crazy for it all the time. Uh, yeah. So, uh, we'll see which one wins out of that or Tokyo. For <laughs> I know. Like, yeah, I, I, I do see those two referenced a lot. And I do agree with those opinions. Like, yeah, these are very, these are both, those are both solid, I think. Um, Maverick. Do you want to talk about... Okay, well, you could pick what you want to talk about, but I am curious about these three uh, sports-slash-hobby animes that you have here, because especially Kabaddi. That, yeah, Kabaddi's the only one I'm aware of. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, like I had mentioned, I'm watching three different shows that are basically doing, like, oh, here's a guy that's being very... Like, learning about a sport or a hobby... And how this affects him and the people around him. If you've like, if you've seen a sports anime, a sports shonen, even 
you know what this is. You have an idea of what you're going to get. But uh, I'm currently watching Backflip, uh, Burning Comedy, and those Snow White notes. And <clears throat> it's very interesting to see the gradient from a very well-done show that has a very likable cast, a serviceable show that, for all intents and purposes, is fine, and more of its merit comes from focusing on something so abstract, mm -hmm. and a show where I kind of wish that the initial episode and what it presented was more of the direction that they went into rather than something that feels very by the books. So Backflip is focused on a kid who is like a, you know, he, he's good at sports. He knows how to do sports well. He does like soccer and uh, baseball well. He's not like the best at him, but it's serviceable enough where it's like, yeah, you could probably get into like team, like you could get scouted. Uh, you're talented enough to get scouted. Uh, you can be on the radar, but you can tell like he's not really like into it. And on like the last day of uh, his team, or wait, I might be misremembering that he might be a bench warmer. <laughs> either way, it's like it, it is less his decision to be a part of these things as it is like, oh, you know, like I got recommended to do these, so I'll do them. I don't have like any aversion to being a part of these sports but at the end of his uh, last game for middle school he and in the nearby like sports complex he ends up going in to see the final or one competition for uh rhythmic gymnastics and sees like uh the men's team uh the the men's rhythmic gymnastics competition and in seeing that he's kind of just like wow this looks really cool i kind of wish that I could do that. Hey, like, hey, mom, dad, is it cool if I apply to this high school because they have, like, this team that I'm interested in? And they're like, yeah, dude, like, you're showing that you're interested. Please, like, do, do hobbies because you want to do hobbies. If you want to do this sport, then do this sport. And ultimately, it is a story about just, like, how this is a guy just uh, wanting to actually have motivation in his life and having like a want to like, like having a drive and like finding a drive when you've more or less been okay with the way that your life's been going with the first episode literally being titled like I want to backflip and it just gets to a very a very primal thing that I think works with so many sports shows where it is having the main character and who is often like the lens of for most of the show go this thing is cool. I want to learn how to do this. That gives such a good frame of reference. It what makes it's what makes Haikyuu so enjoyable to me, as someone that has just finished the series in its entirety and hasn't been tired of it. And I'm really excited for, like, now that we're halfway through backflip, I'm really excited to see where it's going to go. Now that we've sort of like built up the main team, we've also had a chance to even look at the uh, rival team that they're going to be at. Uh, like at, at odds ends with and or like it's the whole bit where it's like oh we're rival teams so we're practically the same except for like the other freshman who's got his own whole deal but uh, that's another rival for the main character which is cool or whatever and it's not it's fun it's chill everyone's kind of dumb which is fun and it's a good time I, I just want to I just want to quickly comment where like 
That's a very interesting point you make where this is a show about, and you know, mentioning Haikyuu as well. Like, this is a show where, like, the characters actually are very passionate about the sport they want to do, and they want to do it, and they make, at least the main characters, like, we're talking about the specific, like, central character that we're following along. Um, and a lot of sports anime tends to be two things. The main character is a prodigy, or the sport or hobby in question is being like thrust upon them as like character development, and mm. they just never had interest in it whatsoever. Like th- those are recurrently what I notice in like a lot of things, and including club, the club, you know, cute anime girls doing club and or finding a very specific niche interest. <laughs> if to allude like to Supercup, for instance, and like like that was not an interest they had at first, and then and then maybe they actually become the prodigy, they become really good at it, and like. But those are like two things I've noticed, like in a lot of these things. Yeah, and uh, it's very funny. Like, there is early on literally this uh, sensation where it's like, no, like, we all in our team, like, felt the similar sensation. We saw someone else do this, and it was like, shit, I want... Like, it is a very base sensation of, I saw you do a backflip. I want to learn how to do a (laughs) backflip. You're telling me I can do more? Fuck it, man. I'm just going to go ahead and learn how to do gymnastics. It is so unabashed in the simplicity of the desire but it's also like i well like that's what makes it work like uh again just just because haiku is such the prevalent thing in my mind it's as much the actual growth of the character as it is them just realizing like oh i want to i want to do the cool thing and then realizing like oh the rest of this sport is cool (laughs) and that's uh the peak of like this trio Burning Comedy is a very serviceable show. Uh, it's noticeable in terms of a lot of factors. Um, one of the things definitely is just like the animation. So there's a lot of CG work in Backflip, mm-hmm. but it's done with a lot of care. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people are praising the way that the animation is being taken care of just to make sure that you do have the fluid motion of rhythmic gymnastics. It's important that it looks clean. Yeah. It looks precise. And as soon as that looks, like, messy in a way, you kind of just lose the whole show. It's the same studio that worked on stuff like uh, The Great Passage, if you remember that one a bit back. Uh, Some of the examples, but... Burning Comedy definitely takes a dip in animation quality. But it's not in a way that is, like, awful. It, It is very much a... 6 out of 10, 7 out of 10 show. And I don't mind that overall. I like that it is a very reliable show. And where you take sort of the intricacies of backflip, in Burning Comedy you go, here's a kid who was taught to be the best at sports so much that everyone on the team was like, yo, we fucking hate you. Go, please leave and never come back. And so he's like, fine, I hate I hate all sports. It's not that I hate, uh, he was on the soccer team, it's not that I hate soccer, it's that I hate all sports because I'm the best at everything and no one can get to my level. Instead of doing sports, I'm just going to try and get into live streaming. I This is literally the first episode. They become a, I, I, oh my I, god, streamer? It, it's like, oh, I'm, I'm going to try and get into live streaming because this is my bit now, I guess. <laughs> and That probably explains a lot. Th- Unfortunately, uh, through <laughs> through some circumstance, he gets introduced to the sport of comedy, and the uh, literally, as you the uh, viewer will be asking alongside our protagonist, what the hell is comedy? And comedy is a 
team contact sport, not unlike a sort of competitive tag, but to do that in to, to say that only is a bit reductive, especially when it's coming from the Indian Southeast Asian diaspora. And it, like I literally doing enough research where it's like, oh, you know, there's a, it was a demonstrative sport for the Olympics one time. It's getting to that point that like a lot of things are getting to in terms of having enough money to have a presentation. And it's like the presentation is very much like Dodgeball, the uh, Vince Vaughn movie. <laughs> I, I don't say that to demean that either it's like what, what do you think about a highly produced uh show that's or a highly produced sport that's not basketball or soccer that's sort of the vibe that ends up being taken just to have enough viewer interest and that is also what this anime is really getting at where they will just sit down and tell you like okay here's how the sport works uh you've got people that are trying to like enter your uh, the enemy's zone, and if they can enter the zone and get back out to their side, uh, they'll win. And so your goal is to make sure they don't get back, and there are multiple ways to do so. Like, it gets into the nitty-gritty of the sport, and then alongside that, you do just have the story of, like, oh, this is a guy that's learning how to, like, be normal and have friends again and trust in the power of teamwork, which is fine. Like, again, it is... Going beat by beat, but with a sport that is definitely off the beaten path, I think that works. I don't think you need to add a lot of nuance for something that is already trying to demonstrate such a different uh, roadmap of a introduction. You have the guy that's like, uh, you have the senior who is like so, like the brainiac of the group and is like ready to. Uh, divulge the main character's like streamer identity if he doesn't join the team because he's like I I'm an asshole but I also want you to have fun uh you have two himbos well they're again it's another thing where they're all himbos but like it's a different kind of dumb is uh, he still streaming kid. while um doing this uh, well I haven't I we haven't touched on that yet <laughs> I, I am a little bit behind but it's Whereas Backflip, I could definitely watch multiple sh uh, episodes in a row. Burning Comedy, I'm probably going to take an episode at a time until I can get back to that weekly. Just because like, it is a bit of a slower pace. But, like I said, not the worst. Those Snow White notes. Ooh. Oh, now I know I don't want to say it's bad. Because the premise is there. And I think it will get there again. So... The Snow White Notes is about a kid who uh, is a shamisen prodigy, more or less. Uh, was grown up, like, grew up with the instrument through his grandpa. His grandpa was, like, very, like, a renowned shamisen player, but never really, like, got into the, uh, never really saw it as, like, an entertainment focus. He was like, oh, you know, like, I, I play and I'm good at it, but I'm not going to make this into, like, a profession or i'm not gonna like uh monetize it basically i'm not gonna try and like make bank off of it uh and eventually his grandfather passes and from that he's sort of like at odds and overall the show is trying to focus on like you know you spend so much time trying to replicate and emulate your grandfather's sound that's something that you very much like ultimately with music you have to learn that 
you are just as important in making the sound for your instrument. Your styling and technique is as important. You can have the written music of uh, fucking Vivaldi. You, you can have the same arrangement, but depending on who you have perform it, it'll come out as two different like uh, results. But you're dumb and 16 and a high schooler, so you won't get that yet until you actually like go through the process of growing up a little bit. So have fun with that. But the first episode presents that as, you know, ah, shit, my grandpa died. I guess I'm going to haul ass from Hokkaido all the way to Tokyo and try and figure this stuff out while I'm in the middle of the entertainment district where he ultimately gets uh, caught up with a hostess who's trying to figure out her own stuff, trying to figure out, like, oh, do I stay in entertainment? Do I want to go back to school? Her shitty boyfriend and just a lot of... A lot of moving parts that were interesting and felt like, oh, this is going to be neat to see what is ultimately someone like taking a very traditional route with their music and blended into the entertainment industry of modern day Tokyo. Where is that going to go? How is that going to develop? When you get the fucking Yoshida brothers, the guys that literally got famous for doing <laughs> that. <laughs> And who were like, oh, yeah, you know, like, we're going to play the shamisen, but guess what? Use it with our fucking, uh, use it for the fucking Wii commercial <laughs> and bring shamisen music into the mainstream in a way because you can just add it to, like, <laughs> fusion hip-hop or whatever. Yeah. But uh, th there is this build-up and this, like, whole display where it's, like, uh, the shitty boyfriend's band, like, can't go on or, like, needs some time to recoup for a bit. Because he just, like, got kicked in the nuts for cheating on his girlfriend. And, uh, main protagonist boy is like, uh, fuck, I guess I'm gonna go play the Shamus for a crowded audience. And everyone's like, yo, this whips. This dude whips. Like, <laughs> let's see what this is about. Instead, his mother literally gets inserted into the narrative and is like, fuck you. You're gonna go to school nearby. Because I know you want to be in Tokyo. And you're going to join the Shamisen Club. It It is very interesting that as soon as this other character is introduced, the entire direction of the anime shifts, and I have just seen, like, reduced... The, the more that the mom is incorporated into the show, the less I like it. And it is interesting to see a show... Still trying to be like, oh, you know, mother knows best. I want to, I want to do this for you because, like, I want to make sure that you're getting the right kind of like, uh, like, like you are also being, uh, you were being helicoptered by, not a helicopter parent because she went to go off and be like a model or whatever. The whole bit is that she abandoned her kids with her grandpa so that she could go and have like a lucrative modeling career and like singing career, I guess. But it, it is so interesting to see the direction change in the span of one episode and with that you do have to go through the whole thing where it's like oh we're the shamisen appreciation club but we don't know how to play the instrument oh we gotta learn how to do it in time for the tournament oh we gotta oh, that there's friction in the group even though we could literally just talk to one another and <laughs> understand that mm -hmm. like hey, I get kind of nervous and weird when competition is at stake. Give me, like, five minutes, and I'll be ready to go. <laughs> no, you think you're better than us, and that you're hot shit, and it's like, yo, no, that's not the case. It, it is so... 
it's it is interesting to see a show get pulled away from the more interesting dynamics especially when there are some interesting character beats there's stuff that's cool there there's like a guy that's like the number one ranked shamisen player and he's low-key a pervert about his instrument and like it's fun to see him be all perverty about his instrument but then it's kind of like no, nothing else gets built on top of it and it, it is frustrating in a way I, i've never felt so frustrated by a show in terms of like i've seen what you're able to give me and i wish that you could go back to that instead of doing what is definitely a safer route that has less like returns right like you're saying like it's interesting well i mean you're I, you're saying i i think it's interesting that you can point it to that one character, that one aspect being the thing. Because it, it's very rare when a show gets less engaging that you can point to that one thing, right? Like, usually you're like, oh, where did we go so wrong? And like, well, maybe it's this or that. But like, this feels like a very defining thing to you. Like, you can figure it out immediately. And I'm so cu- and I'm curious whether or not it is just a thing where pacing is fucking it up, where it's like we're on episode seven, there are probably five to six episodes left, if we're only going to get that many, because who knows nowadays with right. like the duration of a season, but like if I'm missing stuff that is just in the manga, then that is also unfortunate, because I'm sure that this could also be done in a way that. It doesn't feel as forced. And maybe it comes across that way in the manga, but in terms of what I've seen, it's, like, I'm gonna finish it out just because, like, I've already been... I've hit the halfway point. I might as well write it out. I'm surprised that it is the one of the three that I didn't really like, that that I had high hopes for, and it's diminished. And backflip, I'm surprised that I'm liking as much as I am. That's yeah. That's really interesting. Where um, when you were first describing, when you were just starting off describing what this series is, it, I for some reason my mind immediately went to um, March comes in like a lion, Drigatsu no Lion, where much of the show series, because it's a manga series also, um, d- ultimately ended up not revolving around what you think it it was focused on, which is Shogi Shoji. Um, which similarly has a protagonist that essentially is going into this hobby, this profession that is stereotypically associated with like older people, with like elderly, right? And this is a similar case here, I think, where you know going into a very traditional instrument that seems to be um, seems you know is, is struggling to gain grasp like amongst new generations, right? Um, and at the end of the day, that series focused more so on the interpersonal relationships between the characters and, like, how the main character is coping with depression and clearly went through, like, a lot of trauma and, like, how Shoji is really just a foundational tool used to progress the story and, like, you know, like, be, be like, a ben- like, you know, being used as, like, a reference in terms of, like, how the character is growing and, like, what his relationship with the game is you know, whether or not it's healthy for him and, like, whether or not he was forced to it. And, like, the show actually has been compared many times to Queen's Gambit, and, like, it's just very coincidental that they have, like, a very similar premise where they're both about main characters who struggle with their mental health and, like, have a toxic right. relationship to the sport they're playing. But, um, yeah, ultimately, that's what it sounded like. It sounded like a series that was going to go that direction where it's like, okay, this is not what I expected. And, it, like, as you started going more into it and, like, your own disappointment with what the show is about, 
it definitely sounded more structured and very like typical as what you're going to expect from like a, a sports club series you know and it sounds way more structured compared to the other two series that you've had stronger feelings for at this point like uh and i wouldn't be surprised and probably also agree with your sentiment that maybe 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 it is an anime specific issue we don't know you know i don't know how i I don't know again if it's like one of those series that is much longer and probably still ongoing i I imagine like that tends to be the case like sports series last forever like i wonder if there was something missing that the anime unfortunately like jumped into or like jumped the gun in regards to like presenting I, I don't know like just how the characters go i don't know like yeah i don't know if it jumped around and potentially like you're you're missing a huge cut of the experience or not maybe it actually is that way in the manga right yeah it's really just a case where it's like i don't know what the source material is doing and if that is doing something different then maybe that's what i want ultimately yeah but yeah, it, like, I don't know. I'm also saying this because, like, as a former band geek, motherfucker, you're talking about phrasing. <laughs> you you need to learn how to do phrasing, and that's <laughs> something that you just learn with time, and just don't get so... I, I'm not going to say that, like, don't get upset that your, grandma's, that your grandpa's dead, but also he deadass said, like, bro, my sound is dying with me, <laughs> and you cannot replicate that focus on doing your own do not be me be you i literally grew up in the war i grew up in the post-war you don't know what that is you're gonna have a different sound when you're not fucking playing the shamisen out of poverty homie (laughs) i i just looked up like you know i just looked up like how the series looks and Here's a, here's a panel preview from volume one, and I'm just baffled by this piece of dialogue. Grandpa died, and so did my sound. <laughs> um. <laughs> yep. Devastating. I like my sound. That's like, a good way to put it. Uh, yeah, sound sound is in quotes. Is, that's that's so I don't they don't oh, even know it, what the it sound is. is. Focused, <laughs> it, it is all focused on sound. Like I can hear the sound, I can feel the sound. Oh my no. Sound is, <laughs> yep. I think it's good. I think that's a good a good way to. It's good. Ima- it. Imagine Monokuma with a shamisen. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. But yeah, no, it's like I don't know. You can make shamisen shoegaze instead of. Oh, that'd be great. Fucking, that'd be great. L- like the, the, again, you bring the Yoshida brothers in to do the soundtrack <laughs> because of course you do. They're the guys, and it, it just feels very. Very simple. You dropped, you dropped your paddle for your shamisen. Right. It's like making it an an issue where it was never an issue. It's just, just making yeah, making issues out of non-issues is like uh, just for the sake of melodrama for the series. Yep. Yep. Um. All right. Cool. I don't have a good transition for this one, so I'm just gonna say I've been watching <laughs> Moriarty and they. Have- <laughs> They went back in time and had little baby Moriarty we, take a dude. We have a court. lot of time traveling. Wow. Yeah, they, they did. Well, a, well this is a flashback, flashback, is it? Yeah. yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. So, Not literal time traveling. Yeah. So basically, <laughs> the new arc is about um, Milverton, who's the famous uh, Sherlock Holmes blackmailer guy. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I remember. It's not a name. Milver- <laughs> it's like it's like Augustus Milverton or something. <laughs> That's, like that. It's unfortunate. Shut up. <laughs> well, he's a rich British man in like the 1700s. Of course, this is what he's like. That, that's a that's a Harry Potter spell. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> well, they're not as focused on this guy yet, but okay, he knows okay. that Moriarty is the twisty evil boy, and he's he's just he's he's gotten blackmail, and the blackmail that he's gotten that he's found out is a trap that they set that is this court record of when and they show this whole scene where little baby Moriarty when he's like 10 or whatever um, took this dude who was tr- who was appro- misappropriating uh, orphanage funds for the orphanage they lived in this rich dude mm-hmm. he takes him to court and does the merchant of Venice on him um, <laughs> where he has <laughs> In the contract, uh, this dude has reneged on contracts before or something. That's the whole thing with the funds. But he gets him basically to say, like, if I can't pay the money, I'm going, you 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 can take a pound of my flesh or whatever. And they do a bunch of elaborate what? stuff or whatever. At the end, he is, this. they are just showing twisted little baby Moriarty with a knife going, all right, judge, if you said that he can't pay the money because he said that he doesn't have any money because he, ha- he basically did classic rich thing shell companies and like yeah. all this stuff so it's like nothing is in his name in the legal sense so it looks like he has right. zero assets on paper yeah um and but like they just do a bunch of stuff or whatever and a bunch of like insane mind games or whatever and he's like all right judge well you can't disagree that in the contract it said i could take a pound of his flesh if he couldn't pay and the guy's just like what and he just like starts walking to him across the courtroom with like his glowing red eyes and i was like why was he a serial killer when he was a baby like he's more normal now and he's still killing people but he's more normal um he's controlled it he's contained his devil yes exactly he's it felt like more like oh no like this show could have been a show about Komida but this kid like read marks or something even though it doesn't exist <laughs> instead yeah that seems like a weird ham-fisted like piece of backstory that we weren't even well, alluded to in the first season so it's it's he did it uh after he got oh adopted. okay so he was already adopted they had okay. already done that whole thing already again. okay the fire incident Quote, happened okay yes. he's already twisted okay he's already he done all already that stuff twisted. and this is basically okay. he was going to the orphanage and he he still go, he still went to the orphanage i guess when he was a child to teach the orphan stuff since he's a stupid yeah. fucking massive genius dude <laughs> and i think at one point in the he says i can recite any of shakespeare's plays by heart because the guy's like why does a little poor kid know how to do this um why does a poor kid know about the guy that wrote plays for four people? Because he's like, well, so yeah, yeah, I know. That's yeah. yeah. But the, the, no, no. I, I, but I get what you yeah, mean. This yeah. guy's a very like all the rich people in this are over the top, obviously. But to a certain extent, you go, well, that's what rich people are like. You know, like that's it is certainly yeah. like an absurd this poor kid can't read. But, yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, this poor kid can't read. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah. You did. I would accurate. love Thank to you. see the dub for this. Um, <laughs> I, I've already been like, if they do not have British accents, that is a failure on their part. Like, ugh. I've already been liking they translate Yoroshiku as cheers. Like, I've already been like, <laughs> the, 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 the British yes. or whatever of this. I think they do a great job localizing this. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's a Otoko no Hito stole me mobile. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it's, it it was very, it was a very strange episode, but it's still enjoyable. Like it's, again, like I said, the thing about Moriarty that we, we've always come back to while we've been talking about it is it's over the top. Yep. A lot of the times you go, this is just ridiculous. But like, 
I still feel like to a certain extent you go, well, I understand where this is based. I can think of real life rich people who are just like this, right? Like not all right. the way, like, not like, like maybe the most absurd one was the guy who hunted people for sport. Um, just from the way he acted. Um, but like, you know, like you look at all these other ones where it's like, you know, this dude, like, like the first arc was like this dude, like kidnapping and killing kids or whatever like mm-hmm. four kids because he, he knows right. no one will go after it uh the most recent arc was this dude basically like trying to set up jack the ripper so that they could like profit off of the concept of jack the ripper by killing poor prostitutes and stuff like this um <laughs> and it just feels like I, 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 I the main thing that struck me about moriarty is even if it's over the top i found that its politics have just been so impressive in the field right. of anime specifically like you're not seeing a lot of stuff that is as progressive i guess as this like you don't see most anime when they're talking about like hey look they're they're rich people and they're dying they usually characterize it as like a an evil like a bad thing to happen because it's like the loss of any human life is but it's like more already takes that back and goes like well no because think their mere existence is ruining so many like right. other people's lives like it's destroying all these like it's destroying the beauty of other people's lives so like they forfeit that right basically like it, i think it's right it's impressive to see that in a way that where they're like, like they're positioning moriarty as like a good guy right like basically mm-hmm. like yeah he's, yeah he's a good guy and i i've just i know i keep coming back to that but it's the thing that most impresses me about it um because I om- you almost just keep waiting for like the shoe to drop, as it were, like the like, them oh, to be like, oh, he yeah, went too far or whatever. Like <laughs> right, every, right. Like the people make those posts about like that Avatar kid and stuff like that. All those characters, like, <laughs> were you a freedom fighter who was, did something ra- randomly evil so that the creators didn't have to make your point seem good? Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah, uh, that's good. Um, and then just a small thing I'll say, just to wrap up my stuff, is that I did start Common Rider O's. Ooh. Yeah. Is it is it ooze or I like or to call O's? it ooze, but my girlfriend got really mad at me for calling it ooze. <laughs> uh, it's like cereal. It's O's because <laughs> they collect the medals, one, two, three, one, as two, the three. insane ska song oh. goes. Oh. <laughs> Life goes on. Anything goes. Coming up O's. <laughs> the, uh, yeah, the, the whole thing. So have you seen this before? Have you seen this? Yeah. Uh, so um, I, I have a little bit of a common Rider history. Okay. I started <laughs> watching bit. Double. Okay, that's the one I just Double finished. Double and O's. I am like halfway through on both. Oh, so okay. I have to okay. go back and pick those up. Forze, I am uh, currently trying to go through oh, in yes. conjunction with um, another podcast and just trying to catch up with those. Uh, I finished Drive. I finished Gaim. The fun, uh, serious one that uh, for adults, uh, you know. Oh yes, definitely. <laughs> it's oh yeah. I, I had man. fun with it, but no. Um, yeah, and those are the ones I've seen thus far. But okay. yeah, no, O's is from what I've seen so far, a lot of fun. Yeah, like it has got this whole like ska stuff going on. Uh, like I said, the opening ska, but like there's a bunch of incidental ska music also uh, for the things. It's, it's interesting to go from that from the like uh, saxophone double stuff um yeah it's a it's really interesting to see these specifically because i feel like everyone says like uh o's double and uh forze were like the start of basically like what modern common rider is like (laughs) to a certain extent yeah like 
you got the comeback in like 2000 whatever with Kuga um and a lot of the stuff ended up being based off of that for a little bit and then like I feel like this you get to the more like bombastic comedy with double and stuff like that and all those that come after it uh double I think might be one of the first ones like they were definitely leaning into it with some of the older stuff but I feel like this is where they really started going and O's is really great because it has like Ankh right like Ankh is an insane character (laughs) that exists he's he's a hand okay he's a hand like an evil like you know sentai monster hand that usually possesses a guy and gives him like crazy hair or whatever or sometimes he gets yanked off and he's just a floating hand who's talking to people and it's really really good um and just having that as a main character having him do insane shit having the the the, the main main character be this dude who is just off the shits constantly um is this is good it's good um not much to say about that because i'm only like 10 episodes in but it's good it's good good show um John, would you like to talk Hi. about... I've been hearing about Zombieland Saga scatting. Yeah, so they... Um, they had another Lily episode. And it was good. It wasn't as good as the original, you know, because the original, I feel like, was like, goddamn, how can you beat that? But um, they focused more on Lily being, like, a child star and, you know, kind of, you know, touching on the whole, like, uh, like a lot of this sh- season has been kind of um touching on specifically them being zombies and not being able to age um so it's just kind of her her kind of uh it's her embracing that more than anything and um she basically enters to do uh like Japan's got talent <laughs> she's just like yeah i want to you know, do a do a do a little presentation of myself to uh, you know get Franchuchu's name out there nationally, and this was not like an idea by anyone else. She comes out and is just like, "I'm doing this. Y'all are gonna support me," and everyone is just sitting down and just like, "Yeah, okay, yeah, we'll do that. Yeah, sounds good, Lily." <laughs> um. Um. So. So yeah. So that goes goes on, and she runs into another child star who is just like a shithead. He's this little boy, who uh, is very up his own ass and steals her ideas to like undermine her. And so he does this very like straightforward version of a um like a slow moving song, and then at the last minute while he's doing it, like stealing it from her. She takes that song and turns it into like yeah like a like a scat version, and she kills it. And it's just like this really cute moment of her you know taking this like total like like this loss, this time where she was just gonna be like yeah I'm gonna lose because he's just gonna you know upend me, and she turns it around. And then I don't want to spoil what happens, but it's good. It's a good episode. Highly recommend. And then the episode after that was they finally had a tie episode and, um, they did not go into her backstory. It was just an episode of her having an adventure by herself. Well, her and, uh, Romero, the dog, uh, go out on an adventure to, uh, to buy some groceries. 
And uh, I, I really don't want to spoil that one because it is it is very funny. It's probably the funniest episode of the season so far. Um, but it also <laughs> it also wraps up something that was like an overarching plot in this season in like the funniest way possible. Uh, again, I would say just watch it. It is very good. Um, I, I Zombieland Saga is just as good as it was. I highly recommend. Very good. Very funny. Good show. Yep, it rolls. Yeah, that, I mean that, that's oh, yeah. that's that's pretty much what I would say. Is just it is still just as good. Um, you know, very very well animated. Still very funny bits. Uh, remember Miyano still fucking killing it every episode. It's good. Well, want to talk about uh, Super Cub also? Sure. Yeah. So get into that. We've been uh, we've continued to watch Super Cub, and um, it's it's still such a bizarre show. It's so <laughs> bizarre. The main character is I don't know. She's just so obsessed with her bike. The bike is her life. The super cub is her life, and I guess the the life has also garnered her a wife because she's extreme. <laughs> they, they, there is extreme yeri shit going on with the other girl who rides the other super cub at the school. Because you know they have like they 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 have a a, a cabin getaway. For like a weekend, they do. Yeah, All, only only them two. Yeah, that whole cabin. That's like something you would do in a group usually, but it's just just them, them. just them. <laughs> and it's just them like riding around on their cubs, and then you know, there's this whole story about the other girl. I don't remember. I don't remember either of their names. I apologize. But the other girl, Reiko is the yeah. Reiko is the energetic, okay, like, more Reiko. extroverted one. I think. Right. I think so. Okay. Yes. I'll go with that. Uh, the, <laughs> Maybe I, could, I might be right. I don't I, remember. Her name I'll either. I'll go with that if I'm wrong, you know. Um, <sighs> but Reiko has this whole story about her trying to drive up a mountain uh, on her cub, even though it's like not made to do that. <laughs> and it's fucked up. It is very fucked up. Like, she is constantly. It just shows her constantly getting falling off. Brutal. <laughs> Yeah, it's not like, oh, cheeky little, oh, I fell off my bike. No, it is, like, full on. She is falling off of her bike. She is banging her body against the hard ground. rock music. Yeah. We haven't had that, like, until now. Like, just intense rock music against it. She's getting capital (laughs) I injured. Her bike is getting fucked up on this mountain. But she just, she wants to ride up there. She really wants to get to the top. And then the next episode is even more Yuri because they are <laughs> like they're having a class trip and the whole time both of the girls are very excited to go on their trip together. Uh and it, it's like one of those uh like oh we're going to like an onsen like hotel and you know also going to like go around a uh, an area to like to look around at all the sites. Um and like the day before they leave the main girl gets sick she's a fever and then the day after i guess her fever breaks so she's okay but everyone had 
like already left on the bus. So she gets on her cub. Oh shit. She gets on her cub and drives the whole way. And she gets like <laughs> in extreme trouble because they're like, oh, you know, what if you, you know, what if you crashed? What if something happened? You're very far away from home, you know, yada, yada. But she still gets to stay. And, you know, then she has like a romantic evening with her GF where they're both riding on the cub because <laughs> they don't even like, you know, go out and see any sights or anything. They're just like, oh, you brought your cub, huh? Well, we're going to ride the cub. And, you know, they have a full on like arms around the waist riding together uh bike ride and uh yeah again it's it's very romantic and um also very much obsessed with these fucking motorcycles there's like a third girl that has yet to be hinted at like if she's like on the visual there are three girls and i i don't i don't i have not seen hints of like whether whatever this third girl might come into play and ch- potentially challenge this dynamic we got going on here but yeah is this going to yeah these two have been dating these two have been on a date like every time is this going to be a uh, four-way couple instead of the three-way couple that it is now <laughs> between the two girls in the in the cub the cub itself, yes. And and specifically, <laughs> it is the main girl's cub, because, like, you yeah. know, the, the Reiko's cub is... She's kind of, like, jealous that she has the quote-unquote cursed bike. Yeah. yeah. Even though they disprove the curse, because I guess, like, the like one guy just, like, died because of some illness, and then the other two people just, like, moved away or whatever. So it's not actually cursed. It just, they say it is. So it's a normal cub, and she's just, you know, driving it around, having a great time. There, the, one of the funniest bits was, I think, at, 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 the, at the start of the episode where she, you know, rides, like, you know, far away from home. She mentions getting, like, an extremely minor upgrade to her engine. Like, she can, she can go, like, very slightly faster. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's not anything to write home about whatsoever. <laughs> but she brings it up very proudly. Sort of like, a yeah, it's the sort of thing like a a a a car or bike enthusiast would notice that I you know I I don't really care you know like but something very minor like that they they would feel it mm-hmm. I totally get it but it's something I will never understand I think. <laughs> I mean, she's had this for what like like what like two months or some shit and she's already like all right so I got this tuned up I went in and I uh, you know bought this part and it's like she's lost it. She's fucking lost it. And another thing that I that I mentioned that that I uh I I realized in this episode too. She must have like blown through her money from uh from work really quick. I mean, yeah, she did upgrade the engine or whatever, but cuz two episodes ago she did like a job for a whole month and you know, I mean, she was like I think she was getting gas covered and everything too. So, I don't know what she spent all that money on. Because I don't think it was, like, taxed or anything like that. Because it was just, like, a school errand job. So, I don't know what the hell she was using all that money on. But, yeah, she 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 then was like, oh, I saved up a little bit of my scholarship money. My meager scholarship money. Because I guess that's what she lives off of. So, I don't know. She's just, like, living off of that. It's, it's, it, I, I, her, her life, her life is very confusing. I don't know you know how she is doing what she's doing she's probably just like spending hundreds of dollars like every week on gas because she's driving around in circles 
John, it's fine. She's a Honda influencer. <laughs> right, yeah. So Honda's Honda's paying for all her bills and she, yeah. yeah. Okay. She's just gotta post on Instagram. They just leave the money up front. She gotta post on Instagram like three times a week. Uh at least at least five uh yeah. five stories and uh she gets paid like two hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. Something. She has mm-hmm. to insult a Mitsubishi or something. <laughs> yeah. Has some beef with other uh, wine. Yeah. The- Takes photos of her accident and is like, this is what happened when I tried to write a Mitsubishi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Do you think she would have a more twisted online persona if she's this withdrawn? Oh, totally. Uh, publicly? Do you think oh, she's like an sure. animal? Yeah. Okay. yeah, she's definitely going on the scooter forums and arguing with like 50 year old <laughs> men over the different scooters <laughs> she has like a jillion posts mm-hmm. so like she like i don't know if like the forum has like a, like a gaming system in sense of like there's levels and like she's 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 has like a very high level like membership she's grand poopa and they're like you've been here for like two yeah. months what mm-hmm. the fuck first titles <laughs> yeah she's like thousands of posts and i've reached that level already <laughs> She she has no, access she now to she has access now to locked out like sections of the forum because she's that guy like, well, to newbies. in a forum yep. basically like, <laughs> that everyone's like oh, oh yeah, no wait that. she she does forum posting but exclusively on like Amazon review oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> no understanding of how to actually get to an online forum but whenever she has to shop for parts she's just like uh, no that's not how that works. <laughs> I know. I've had my cup. But she doesn't months. explain why. She just disagrees. Yeah. Yeah. So like, <laughs> like the one star. No. <laughs> yeah. She writes like full blog posts about like her day under stuff she likes. She doesn't get how the stars work, so, so she uses them to like re- <laughs> She uses them to rank the conversation yeah. and not the actual. <laughs> <product>. <laughs> A lot of great people here. That's five star. This is a five star room. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the one star review this killed my wife <laughs> this engine killed my wife uh, that's how she gets into the sponsorship deal she, mm-hmm. says, she says that about the other thing um, alright yeah how about we do one more for uh, you two and then we can wrap this up so we mm-hmm. don't go too crazy um, alright uh, LV, what would you like to yeah. talk about here? Wow, what would I like to talk about? Hmm. What is more pressing? <laughs> oh my gosh, okay, so, you know, you know, killed, killed slimes over 300 years, right? Mm-hmm. It's getting, it got stressful. It got stressful all of a sudden. Um, I don't know if you're caught up. I think um, I'm one episode behind, but it's fine. Go okay. Right yeah, I, yeah. I didn't realize this is a series I can spoil. I, I'm going to do that though. Um, <laughs> so that so she's an elf, right? That that's I don't know what her names. I'm going to them by the like their their the energy <laughs> drink one. Yes, like yes, Chris yeah, right. Or something like they're 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 fantasy names. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like a fa- here's here's this fantasy class here. That that girl's an elf, right? Like I'm not misreading what she's supposed to be. She's just yeah, like no, she's drunk all the time and aloof. Yeah, yeah. Right, she got she got possessed by a ghost, like in, in the last episode, right? 
Um, and they figured that out. But she, she, she's, been, she's just been getting in all sorts of trouble, and it just keeps happening to her. That's very stressful. Like, I don't understand, like, why do just like this happen to her all the time? Is it because she's, like, the aloof character? That's, like, mean. Um, I really like the last episode prior, like, where, um, it, yeah, essentially, the, yeah, the scope of the series is that, yes, this this woman, this woman that gets isekai is now, like, this eternal witch that helps this village because of how, and then accidentally gets powerful because she just underestimates how much time has passed, and now she's just building this, like, lesbian commune, you know, she's a million girlfriends and children mm-hmm. and daughters, um, she just basically became this accidental maternal figure too, right? Giving advice to all these people with all these problems. Um, yeah, like for instance, yeah, like as I was going to like this this episode, I focused on like the dragon girl and like how like there's like a marriage going on in her family and like there's like this all this stuff in regards to like her confronting like you know like you know like me being a dragon you know like and it was just very sweet and like you know again like the main character like our witch main character she's just like providing like maternal support like i don't know it's like it's like confused it's like confused between maternal and romantic like i, I don't know it's it's a little but but I, like as i would say it's just like there's she's just building like this beautiful like commune going on situation here as, outside mm-hmm. this village and they don't seem to mind all these monster girls are now living there i guess it's not a problem um but yeah the last couple episodes have been just dire to the elf girl like, they're just abusing this girl. Like, again, so as I was saying, she was possessed by a ghost. They're like, you know, what's wrong with her? Like, what's going on? And so, and, and they helped, like, the ghost that was for some reason possessing the girl. And ultimately, it was just like, she she was just troubled. We we're like, you know, I, yeah, I guess the implication, she was someone who actually died. She was, like, not a ghost species, which I know sometimes is seen as a distinct thing. Like, okay, there are ghouls. But they were that doesn't imply they were like a living thing at some point. They actually are like a distinct thing, but I, it doesn't seem to be the case here. It seems to be it seems to imply this person has been someone that once lived and they died and are now a ghost. Um, but she had this whole dilemma and security over like, I, you know, like I didn't I didn't think like there was anything like worth experiencing after at this point. Like I didn't realize people can still appreciate me like in this form. So that's why she kind of like went out of her way to possess the elf girl because she thought that was, like, the best situation she could have, like, you know, in terms of an avatar. Um, and being able to, like, quote-unquote, live, even though she's dead, but, quote-unquote, being able to live um, a more idealized life, like, in this afterlife form. But, you know, and she learned, yeah, and, and then, like, with the help of, like, yeah, the main character, like, and all that, um, she realized, okay, I can I can just be myself. I can just be a ghost. Um, yeah, this whole series is just about this witch girl helping these monster girls be comfortable in their own skin. Uh, <laughs> it's like it's like weirdly charming um, in that way. Not what I expected. I you know like again I went into the series thing like oh it's just gonna be like making fun of like isekai like hijinks and all that and like I you know I I, ha- I had a problem with like Kuma Kuma Bear like last season I could not get into it I just felt like it was very bland because that was all it was doing but this one like genuinely is like yeah like all these girls just bonding and like supporting each other emotionally <laughs> with some with some antics in between but the antics really like went off the rails with the again latest episode again more abuse taken against the elf girl they just keep putting her in all these mm-hmm. dire situations but um they basically meet the demon king um who who again is an anime girl like so so king is just a title like king in this case is not bound by gender that's kind of neat but the elf girl like accidentally so this this basically happened in that episode i don't even remember i don't even remember what happened in the rest of the episode that led up to this 
because I was just so shocked that this just took the turn it did. Like the elf girl accidentally, like I think headbutts the demon king girl. Um, or something. I don't know what happens, but she accidentally knocks her out. Like she, 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 she yeah. renders her unconscious. <laughs> yes. And now the rest of the group, like all these guards, you know, again they're meeting, like they're in the demon kingdom. Like all these guards sur- start surrounding the rest of the group. Like you, you guys are now like under fucking jail because of what the fuck happened. Like she basically committed regicide. She did the elf girl like committed regicide by accident and like committed a fatal crime. And literally like, you know, the like the little twin girls, they're like, uh, you know, like I, I don't you know, like normally in like the human kingdom, like if you commit like a crime against royalty, like like you're gonna get executed and like that's what's happening here like at the end of the episode literally the elf girl like gets sent to jail she is so shocked by what just happened she is rendered silenced and literally the episode ends with like yeah the elf girl is like now like on death row for probably accident the damien king is not dead but they basically interpreted what she did as like a, a a horrible offensive act that she would harm like royalty that she is now on death row in the Demon Kingdom. <laughs> yeah, like... What the fuck? On, <laughs> yeah. So, like, just a really bad string of luck for the elf girl where, like, the initial concern of, like... They set you up to think, oh, this is how she's gonna fuck things up for herself by going, like, oh, yeah, you know, here are the Demon Hot Springs. They're super... Yeah, cool. yeah, 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 yeah. They were, like... Too long. They were, on, they were basically on vacation. Out. They were just there. Yeah. yeah, like one of the yeah one of the demon girls was like, yeah, I'm gonna show you around. Like I actually have you know like I have like these higher you know, and it just it just took to a turn for the worst. Yeah, it, it, <laughs> you assume that'll be like the crux of the show. Where it's like, oh no, the elf melted because she's a fucking idiot. Yeah, but no, like that turned out to be fine. Instead, it's you know, oh, we're here to see the demon king. Uh, hey, little girl, move out of the way. We're here to see the Demon King. Just big timing yeah. the actual Demon King. Yeah. And then being like, oh, you know, thank God that the Demon King is chill. Mm-hmm. Uh, and all you have to do is bow. And yeah. Oops, you got you literally got up too fast <laughs> and just she- brained, <laughs> brained the Demon King with the back of your head. <laughs> she headbutted her by accident. Just and full on. <laughs> knocked her, like knocked her, rendered her comatose. Probably that's that. I, yeah. I th- I think the bit was like, oh, the soul's leaving her body right now. Uh huh. <laughs> hit her so hard. Like holy shit! <laughs> I don't know what's gonna happen next. I I don't know what I don't know what they're gonna do to get her out of this situation. It's pretty bad. It's pretty bad. Yeah. I, I the, the elf girl really needs a redemption arc. Like uh, like honestly, throughout this whole series so far, like every episode has been like, yeah, here's like the good qualities of this one character. The elf girl has been just like dealing with relentless abuse, like after like been the butt of the joke like every episode, and now we're here. Now she's now she's like on death row for like regicide. Like <laughs> I cannot believe this. I did <laughs> unexpected turns. The dragon episode itself was pretty fucked up. Uh, oh yeah it was it was well. i did think it was strong otherwise but it yeah was, it was it was, I was just up. like it was a, such a strange vibes from the ending when the blue dragon gives the red dragon girl who's getting married yeah flower yeah. it's like okay really weird yeah vibes. it was like yeah. there was like weird tension there that felt unresolved but i think ultimately in the end it like no, those characters weren't the focal point anyway and i don't know if we're ever going to see them again but 
I get what you she's mean. She's in the opening, so uh, she's my favorite. The blue dragon is my favorite part of the opening, where she's kind of just like poking her finger at the screen, and there's just a very <laughs> innate reaction I get. Yes, I feel like that. it's like me, <laughs> me. <laughs> but yeah, they're gonna have to free the elf girl from jail or something. I don't know. They're gonna kill her. No, you can't die. You're so sexy. <laughs> I think the funniest thing to me is just how she just keeps referring to these two as her daughters just the entire time. I think it's really yeah, cool. yeah. She's just like it was instantly like, "Yep, these are my kids." Sure, fuck <laughs> it. It's, it's just it's good. I like I said when we we first started watching the first episode, I was like, "Eh, it was okay." On and then the second yeah. episode on, it's just yeah. I thought it's been it's been much better. It's been more consistent. Just collecting monster girls. Yeah, it's it's fun. It's goofy. Um, all right, mm-hmm. Maverick, do you want to talk about? I'm interested in this one. The Kimetsu no Yaiba movie or Demon Slayer movie, <gasps> I guess I should say. Yeah, so this, uh, literally the day before recording this, I was like, uh, let me get out of the house and <laughs> let me just watch a movie. Let me let me go watch the Demon Slayer movie as my first uh, cinematic showing back from, uh, just the first movie I've seen in the theaters for like a minute. And, you know, I watched all of the uh, first season when it came out i was so invested enough that i went to read the manga i finished the manga and knowing what what was going to come up with this movie so it is leaving off where the first season ends if you are only watching from the anime and that they are setting up for the mugen train arc which is what this movie is i think it's a very smart idea to look at uh, when you have an anime adaptation, looking at arcs and deciding, like, okay, so we have the ability to set things up. I think very serendipitous that they wanted to do a movie, and rather than just do something on the side and basically just have it be filler, where it's like, oh, we'll come up with a demon, we'll have things like, uh, we'll have things that are like a nice little set hold, set piece, and we'll come back to the main story. I think one part realizing that it is a very scar it's a very scarce manga like it is a short read compared to some of the other stuff in Shonen Jump yeah yeah and it is very methodical in its pace it wants like it does not dawdle in any of its momentum Mm -hmm. so to look at that and say you know if this whole thing is a contained arc with a beginning to end and very marked in that beginning and end, let's make that the movie. And I think that was a very smart choice instead of holding that off to be like the first six episodes right. of mm-hmm. the next season. That gives more time for stuff that's uh, going to be coming in the future. And I think with the very prolific success of this movie, that at least provides a roadmap not only for the rest of the series, I assume that they might end on a movie again given the momentum and the pacing of the overall series but i hope other anime follow suit and realize like okay like this could probably translate to film this could work better as a 90 minute uh if you're daring enough for it two hour production 
than try and chop it up for an episodic format. I'm hoping things look at that and follow suit. But as for the movie itself, I mean, I did not expect to be so, like, emotionally affected. I was straight <laughs> up crying through so much of it. And not in a way where it's like, oh my god, things are so sad. Like, the narrative of Demon Slayer is very much about having to find resilience and having to find a motivation to continue when things seem at their bleakest. And I think they did... They found a way to weave that into this movie that was so to the core of what the series is overall that I think that affected me more. And the the fact that it's like, oh, you're like... You, you're unrelenting in how much you just want to like focus on the fact that yeah dude the demons suck they want you to not like they relish in the fact that they are not human that they are literally just evil guys and that just makes a lot of the demon slayer motto of like relishing what it is to be a human and what it is to be alive basically like it it is a, a very celebratory thing uh the demon slayer core at its heart because uh before i get into a bit more about it like how caught up are y'all with uh demon slayer i think i i'm the only one who watched it all i think i yeah i i i I, no yeah i i I did watch it all as well um, at some point i was yeah well, yeah, you're the fucking Nezuko icon haver. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Love to be in a box. You know, I mean, yeah. <laughs> she, she, she do be in a. Oh, this movie, she's in a box. Hell yeah! Hell yeah. To here, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> she's in. She's in that box. You get some solid shots of her in that box. <laughs> but, That's good to know. No, like this is very much uh, a continuation of those themes that were starting to be presented, and really just getting to the like it. it I, I think to have this movie come out after a year of like being cooped up inside mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. really just having to. Uh, me personally, like I, I just spent a lot of time thinking and a lot of time just like being so of a mind during the pandemic that to have something so unabashed in being able to say like dude you're gonna die one day but honestly that's what's gonna like make you live your life to the fullest which a lot of shonen does but the thing that demon slayer is good at is getting to the core of what makes those tropes and dynamics uh enjoyable and presents it in a way where it is over the top and it is grandiose but you feel invigorated by that. I think that really shone through. Like Tanjiro is still just the most wholesome kid in the world who is doing what he has to for the greater good. And you want to like, it, it, oh, it makes you feel for him in a way where you're just like, give me the sword. You're done. I, I look at me. You're done. Cause I'm going to protect you. I'm you. You want to do the Mamaru? I'm going to do the Mamaru, motherfucker. Go and live your life, you little piece <laughs> of shit. I love you. Uh, Inosuke is a boss bitch queen. Uh, love Inosuke. Really just that dude. And the <laughs> flame Hashira, who is really just the uh, 
uh, like the new character introduced for this film and is definitely a main player for this arc as well in the manga like that doesn't change uh rengoku really comes across as someone that is also eccentric in his own way you immediately get why and it's really it's good to recognize like oh we only have one movie to make this guy leave an impression we got to make sure he leaves the right one we got to make sure you understand why he is at the level that he is and why um everyone like the the main characters ultimately do like look up to him as a kind of like role model and of like important figure the animation is incredible i it's been a while since i've seen something be to that kind of a caliber like Ufotable really knocked it out of the park with making sure that the CG, while you can tell that it's there, was never distracting. The incorporation always felt natural in compar- like in conjunction with a lot of the 2D animation and the 2D itself. I mean, it, very visually striking. It is a show that really knows how to make it's action and it's very like over the top violence i I say over the top because i mean it's an r-rated film so Mm -hmm. for the u.s rating standards it, it doesn't relish in the gore of everything rather the aftermath of battle a lot of it is like lingering on the cuts that happen and on the aftermath of like how things have gone through and i think that is a very smart way to present your violence and soundtrack is fantastic uh if you remember the the song from the uh from episode 21 you know the moment that everyone's like oh hey this is a good show (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. guess what it's a late motif it's (laughs) recurrent they find ways to uh include it into elements of the story that make sense and it is so good to hear it every single time i I really can't stop singing its praises, and I'm glad that I came in with an expectation of a, of a fun, enjoyable movie that will get me to the next part of the adaptation that they're ultimately going to do. But coming out of it, like, it is so interesting to see what is coming out of the current crop of animators, mangaka, adaptations, people in charge of adaptations the current anime industry doing what they are able to and for as much praise as i can give the actual craft it is a travesty that a lot of the money that the movie is generating the mangaka is not Mm. seeing Mm -hmm. and that there's still a lot of work in that capacity where you do have like young artists as well uh, the mangaka for Demon Slayer is only like in her thirties. Right. Uh, the mangaka for Jujutsu Kaisen like literally cited Bleach as one of their inspirations. Yep. So you can tell that they were a kid growing up with that and seeing that as a way to like reflect what they would eventually do with what is now like the next uh, forward momentum with anime, really, anime and manga currently and. Hopefully, there can be more work done to make sure that we can still keep this kind of a caliber 
without having to sacrifice wages, without having to sacrifice uh, the proper setup of labor. And because I hope that we can get more of these, but I would also want to make sure that the people that did the work are uh, paid accordingly and respected accordingly because a lot went in to make that movie and I think it is fitting that something that you can tell has some the thing that I take away the most out of watching that film was that I got to see not the opening uh, credits the opening production credits weren't just Sony Funimation, then you get to the movie. You got to see every single production company on board with that, yeah. and I can't think of the last time that I saw that for an anime for an anime film. I want to see more crediting. I want to see more things put into that effort, and I think it's fitting that something that is very much the product of multiple groups is the film that is surpassing the prior number one animated film in Spirited Away. Yep. The work that is very much seen as Miyazaki. One of the last examples I can think of of an auteur. And th there's a lot more that I can think about that. I might put down thoughts to paper, but I don't know. Like it, If you have the chance to see this movie, go see this movie. If you have to watch Demon Slayer first, watch Demon Slayer. Mm -hmm. It's a fun time. I cannot sing its praises enough. Yeah, everything you said is absolutely true. Um, it, 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 it was very unexpected how successful this movie was, especially in the midst of the pandemic. And I think it was very, you, you bring up a great point if um, it possibly also was timing that played a, played a role into it. Because, you know, oftentimes when, like, you know, some people who, like, some you know some people who who like Demon Slayer, but also like it's a little difficult to describe like why um, why it, it's so successful the way it is. And I think timing really was a bit you know you know and not that's not a bad thing, but I think timing really was a big pivotal thing for it, where it it, it came out following you know the conclusion of things like Naruto. You know, it was it was like kind of the start of like the quote unquote new generation of like shonen. Yeah, and um this film coming out like in the midst of a pandemic with the themes it has was like a source of escapism for people and it and it, it, it works too that people like demon slayer plus it actually looked good um and in one way it's surprising that it's now like surpassing and broke the record of like one what was one of the most successful anime films in like modern times um but it's also not surprising um, and, and I think that's just reflective of like what people want to see now. And, uh, and I agree. It would be interesting if more series took note that sometimes things can just be an OVA. Sometimes things can just be a movie. We don't need to stretch this out across multiple episodes and make this deeply inefficient. Um, and, you know, having really enjoyed Jujutsu Kaisen, you know, last season, that season two for it, um, I, I think it's I think it's I think it's really interesting how Shonen is evolving. Um, uh, it's a shame I we're not really seeing like uh, this is a totally different point, but it's a shame we're not really seeing that boom for shojo and how you know at all like it's been awfully quiet on that front, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. At least in terms of anime yeah. adaptations, I, you know shojo is still like a thing in manga, but it's unfortunately not 
the most trending genre right now compared to like how shonen is really i think at a interesting point again where there's a lot of interest in it and we're now seeing a, a, a new approach to it where it's a little more dark it's a little more violent um but that's that's okay people want that uh, <laughs> um but yeah you bring yeah. up really great points throughout i throughout like what i had mentioned this resonates. in other you know, I had mentioned in other uh, discords, but I am really excited for 10 years from now, the aspiring mangaka who are like, who grew up on Demon Slayer, Jujutsu Kaisen, Chainsaw Man. Yeah. These, oh, yeah. Uh, well, Chainsaw Man. Yeah. Basically, things that can be seen as a new addition, like new, we're seeing new modern classics come into form in a way that is very accessible and uh monetize like that can be easily monetized and i think that is one very different for anime as a medium in general and i can see a lot of pushback and seeing like oh no this is just a fad this is just something that like will pass by once time is like gone through but you know like these are the things that kids are watching right now these are the things that the mo the general audience is taking a look at now and I can only help I, I can't help but be excited for what's going to come as a result of that with this being the foundation for like the middle schoolers who are mm-hmm. picking up Jump for the first time or watching this movie as their first solo theater experience <laughs> it's really funny really it's excited. rated R uh- <laughs> over here yeah it's, it wasn't in Japan <laughs> yeah I know it's like oh man Oh man! No, um, no. I th- yeah, I think that's a good point. I think it, it's also just like the pacing of them is such a good entry point now. I remember being worried when I saw like Black Clover starting to kick up, and Black Clover is still that same classic shonen. We take forever doing everything type. No deal. one really talks about it. No, like, not really. I, it never. It, it had its, its really moment fine, in the beginning. Yeah. And now it's. Yeah. I. I know. Well, one. it's just like yeah, it's not. It's like saying, those yeah. all these shows we've list you listed, um, though they have a much different pace. Like Demon Slayer's twenty four episodes in a movie, uh, Jujutsu Kaisen's twenty four episodes, um, like something like Ch- Chainsaw Man or something like that mm-hmm. is going to be like a twenty four man episode thing. Also, probably and yeah. Like these things are just going much faster. They're not wasting a lot of time. They're not feeling tied down this is the first time i've looked at and i go you people like learned how to work within the weekly format without being dominated by it yeah with restraint because like you look at like something like even hunter hunter realistically or like the older (laughs) stuff like naruto is the worst one and you look at it and you go wow everything in this is made for those jump those uh cliffhangers those that one piece one piece is One Piece is never going to end. Yeah, no, <laughs> my My Hero Academia is suffering a lot. I think from yeah. this currently in the fact. Yeah, I I think there I is a, yeah I think they are like they are. I think one of the I don't know why I'm saying they as a, it's like a whole. Uh, it is the last I think series that I think is in the shadow of that legacy. I think so, in terms yeah. of like a big series. Every episode, you just gotta always reintroduce these characters because <laughs> we have too many guys. Uh, yeah, because you forgot about all a hundred of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think. Yeah, like I, I was, 
I was feeling a little shonen burnt out, I think. Like, I liked Demon Slayer, but I think we all agreed here on here when we watched Demon Slayer, the anime itself, week to week, there was, like, this arc that was pretty mind-numbing. I can't remember exactly. Yeah, I... And we just stopped talking about it. I remember you all talking about that, yeah. It was, like, a a training arc or something. I don't know. Yes. Um, Yes, it was around midway. But, like, then it kicked back up, and I liked where it ended and stuff. Mm -hmm. But, uh, like... I watched that, but then after that, I was like, I was trying to watch Black Clover. I was trying to watch um, a couple other shonens I can't remember right now. But I was just watching them, and I was like, oh. And then Jujutsu Kaisen came out, and I was like, oh, holy shit. I love this. I love how fast it's going, that it has a definitive, like, like ending for what where they're going with this, the production values. Obviously, now we know some stuff is going on at MAPPA, apparently. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if y'all saw that mm-hmm. in the last mm-hmm. week, but. Since Mappa seems to be turning into a shonen studio, I guess. Uh, but yeah, like, like, yeah, this this format is is much more interesting. It is much more accessible, and I I think it'll be very interesting to see if this carries on, like you said, or if it fades away and we go back to the old old ways or something. Or really hope maybe not. a completely different new thing. I hope not either, because like I fell off Boku no Hero. What if they get shorter? Ooh. That'd be that'd like 12 be twelve episodes. Don't be crazy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're going, and that's it. No, no, no more, no more. That's it. Just twelve, and like a very that'd be incredible. I'd be inter- that'd be great. I'm very interested <laughs> to see where we go from here. So you want the promised Neverland season? <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, yeah. You want that slideshow? Like, cu- yeah, by by cutting content completely, like just utterly skipping whole. Just <laughs> have one episode be a chapter 100, and then the next episode and then be they, 248. They, yeah, time travel. Uh, yeah. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. Goldie Pond, never heard of her. <sighs> <laughs> um, all right. Yeah, I think that's good. I think we talked about enough for this episode. I yep. think that covers a lot of stuff. That's a good, that's a good wing to end on. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely want to see that movie, for sure. Uh, UFO Table at their prime is something... You love to see. Mm-hmm. You love to see it. If you can watch it in the theater, I highly recommend. It is definitely a movie that takes advantage of the fact that you're going to be in an open space. Uh-huh. Okay. The, the the loud parts they go loud, and the moments that it goes quiet, y- you definitely feel it. Yeah, I Promare really pilled me into the <laughs> cinema experience for anime movies because before I had seen like <laughs> Madoka movies and a couple other things, and that's like fine but i don't think that's like you know leveraging what it feels like to see a movie in a cinema mm-hmm. uh, in the way that like yeah I, I imagine this is very similar to premiere in that regard i can i can already visualize it in my mind like i bet seeing Karano no kyokai in movies would have kicked ass probably um, but yeah all right cool um Thank you all for joining me, especially Navrick. Thanks for coming on for the first time. It was great. It was nice to have you. Mm-hmm. Um, of course. Thank you for having yeah, me. Yeah, of course. Gladly. That was it. Was great. It was great to have this complete conversation roundtable. Uh, get to more stuff next time, hopefully. <laughs> um, uh, they fit back into figuring out how to budget four people <laughs> all talking again. <laughs> Uh, but I think we did a good. I think we did fine. <laughs> yeah. But I want to, you know, thread that needle. Um, all right. Uh, next time we're going to talk about uh, uh, love delusions and Chunabu. 
Chuny Eye Patch yeah, Girl Show. Yeah, Eye Patch Girl Show, as it's written That's what here. I call it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> if you literally like, enter that, I'm like, I don't remember the name of this. You just enter those terms. That's It pulls it up right there. <laughs> yeah, you'll just get it if you just search Chuny. I've learned that much. Um, <laughs> yeah. I can't wait to talk about my time in uh, middle school. <laughs> Same. Oh. Um, yeah, we're, we're watching that, that song Crunchyroll and Netflix, I believe. Um, so yeah, mm-hmm. uh, get set up for next time. Um, again, get episodes of the show one week early, $3, pageyourown.com slash VGCC. You can also ask us questions at videogametreacher.tumblr.com slash ask. Take questions, we'll take opinions, you know, all sorts of stuff. But uh, yeah, that about does it. So uh, see y'all next week on another episode of Unlimited Railworks. See ya. See <laughs> ya.